Welcome to episode 230 of the Digital Tourism Show, brought to you today by ResDay. And we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Anula Gailwiska of Sustainable Tourism Made Easy and Travindi. And she will be discussing key sustainability trends and how you can turn your tourism business to become more sustainable and what the future holds. One not to be missed. So thanks again for joining us, Anula. I really do appreciate you taking the time to, to speak to us and uh, the viewers and the listeners that are uh, in the Digital Tourism Show. So thank you. Thank you for the invite. <laughs> so you're just back to uh, back to, back to the grind, as it, as it were, yourself after a, a break. Is that right? Yes, I'm back. I'm back to Moscow, um, where we have winter time, and uh, just celebrated the Orthodox Christmas. So yes. But back to work now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I thought I really do appreciate coming on. And one of, one of the topics we have not really spoken about on the digital tourism so is, is sustainability, which I know is a, a big part of, of what you do. Um, so just to kick things off, I think it would be good to, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, and what interested you in the sort of tourism sort of industry, especially within sustainability, what you got you into where you are today? Um, so I'm a sustainability expert and I specialize uh, in tour operators and I help tour operators improve their sustainability performance. And uh, I'm doing it for the last decade now. I'm, I'm, I'm so old now. Uh, <laughs> and, but I ended up in tourism by accident. So I'm a, uh, I studied sociology and social entrepreneurship. I was very much involved in helping the world during my student times through an organization called ISEC, but then I got a job in an online travel agency. And with them, I went to a WTM that you know, the, yeah. in London, and there I saw the Responsible Tourism Agenda. And just because I found out that there's this, the, the world of good tourism, I thought, oh my God, this is something for me. And then, since then I started learning um, by myself, I became an auditor for, sustainability certification for hotels, then for tour operators. And so here we are. I'm now like uh, running my own company, Sustainable Tourism Made Easy. And I also work for Urban Adventures as a responsible business well, manager. So you kept busy then? <laughs> yes, I have a regular job and after hours job. But this is like, if you ask me about my hobby and my work, it's all, all in one. So I just, love, I just really, really love what I do. Yeah, and that, that's half the battle, as they say. If you find something that you can work in that's your passion as well and your hobby, then you know, you're, you're, you're doing well in life. So you know, yeah. congratulations <laughs> on that. So, so uh, for, for what I believe, you, you, you help train a lot of tourism businesses to become more sustainable. Um, so yeah. what have you seen, uh, if anyone out there is thinking about you know, becoming um, a sustainable business, what, what are the main challenges you've seen businesses face um, when you've been training training those businesses up? I, I think that there are two main groups. There's like this group that um, they do everything intuitively in terms of sustainability. They implemented all the practices, but they pretty much suck at selling it. So they communicate, let's save the planet, let's be a better person and so on. So they've done the, the background work, but they don't benefit from it anyhow. And then there is a second group that um, has some kind of misconception about sustainability and people think it's like 
super expensive or super complicated or I don't know, it requires a lot of resources or it's like woohoo thing and they don't even know where to start. Mm. So this is quite a big group that fortunately right now is changing and people are more open to suggestions. So I think that the big challenge for the companies that are starting is like where to start and what exactly to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when you have analyzed where you are, like I think that the first step for any company is to understand where they are right now. And uh, we have a very clear indicators and criteria for sustainable like tourism, for hotels and for tour operators, for destinations. So it's uh, quite easy to evaluate yourself. And then there's a lot, a lot, a lot of proven solutions what to do for each case. Mm-hmm. So then it's just a matter of implementing it. Excellent. Do you think, um, uh, <laughs> just on that topic, though, do you think it matters if you are a... Uh, a one-man, one-woman band's business or a, or a big business? Do you think anyone could be become a sort of sustainable uh, business? Of course, because yeah. like uh, sustainability is not for any type of uh, tourism product or any um, size of the mm-hmm. business. Um, anything can be, like any tourism can be sustainable, even like mass tourism can be sustainable. Business travel, it's not about going to the forest with your backpack. It's like implementing sustainable supply chain is a big part of it. And I think when uh, we talk about bigger businesses like outbound tour operators then, or hotels, then the environmental part is something that companies should look at first, I believe, just because they have really huge impact yeah. on the flights and uh, water, energy resources, then like climate change and so on, the, the big impact, the carbon footprint. Yeah. When you look at smaller businesses, I think they don't have that big much of a environmental impact unless they run tours that are like in wildlife. But uh, then for the smaller businesses, I would focus on the socioeconomic and cultural part because this is where they can create really authentic, amazing experiences that benefit also the local communities. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. No, but the part of sustainability, um, uh, we hear a lot of terms like you know, over-tourism, etc. within certain destinations. Um, I know that me and Peter Syme recently spoke about this. So, but do you think there really is such a thing as over-tourism or is it just down to bad planning? You know, what, what was your take on that? I mean, over-tourism is like, in other words, overcrowding. Mm-hmm. And it's been uh, there for many years now since the mass tourism started. And of course, there is like a problem of planning, but as in any industry, um, in tourism, we have our own capacity. Mm -hmm. So let's say if you are a shoemaker and you have your own factory, you can optimize your equipment, your machines, but at some point you cannot put more machines into your space. And the same with tourism. So of course, in many destinations, there is a lot to be done in terms of managing the tourism flow and facilitating how people behave in a destination, but still you can hit your limits. Yeah. But yeah. another, what I think in, in terms of over tourism, I believe that it's not about it's not about over tourism. It's more about tourist dispersion. So if you look at the tourism uh, and density index, mm-hmm. you can see that there are many destinations, even within one city, you can have locations that are like really overcrowded and areas with no one at all, and businesses that would definitely benefit from having some tourists. So I think it's a matter of 
facilitating the tourism flows. Mm-hmm. And from a, a business perspective, we can do a lot uh, when it comes to marketing. So instead of promoting the same spots, the, the same bucket lists, we can create FOMO for um, different uh, new destinations. And right now, if you saw, I don't know, the Booking.com uh, report for the Travel Trust 2020, mm. they call it second city um, traveler. So people are already looking for new opportunities, new destinations, not only those that are from the mm-hmm. number one list. Yeah, uh, yeah, and there's such a uh, a desire for most um, tourists not to always go to the places where you no, know, that are the most popular, are the most crowded in terms of tourism. You no, know, no, if you ever if you're ever in Edinburgh for the the Edinburgh Fringe or anything like that, you know everyone knows how crazy that can be. So, um, it's 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 basically. It's, showing other destinations that aren't quite as popular but still stunning and beautiful and all have a lot to offer and being able to direct potential customers to these other areas to help disperse some of the some of the bigger crowds so that's and i think that's where i was getting at from the sort of bad planning aspect is is trying to get everyone to uh, in certain destinations you know make the data uh, out there you know, available to the public so people can then say okay well this destination isn't quite getting as much to uh, tourists than the other one so let's try and as you say do some marketing try and push that area etc and build up the businesses in that area as well so i think i think there's still quite a lot that can be done uh, in terms oh, definitely. Of- there is a lot a lot to be done sometimes it's a matter of like even promoting low, lower season promoting different destinations mm-hmm. putting like a, in a package having uh, mainstream destination together with something else so people get to the destination for let's say to, to have the stick but then the most of the time and most of the money they would spend in another place so mm-hmm. there is a, really a lot of thing you can you can do yeah yeah so for, for anyone who's um, uh, listening or watching um, and who wants to become a, a sustainable business are there any sort of um, tips or quick wins that a business can implement um, today or tomorrow? Or is, is there anything that they can start doing now? I mean, like sustainability is a very wide topic. Yeah. So it's difficult to say like how to become a better business, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say that the first thing is like to like do some kind of self-evaluation. And um, for this, I would send everyone to the Global Sustainable Tourism Council page uh, where there is a list of uh, industry criteria for sustainability and just check yourself or if you want to do more um, uh, hire someone to do it for you um, like an external consultant if you if you don't have enough knowledge mm-hmm. so evaluating your business and then understanding why you want to um, be more sustainable so finding your bigger purpose your why your motivation motivation and then combine those two and find something an area that you really want to work on and start with it and there are many quick wins so to say for each area of uh, sustainability management whether it's within internal operations or uh, supply chain and products or working with external communities but uh, it's just too 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 complex and right now, I just don't know which area. If you have any specific area you want to ask about, I'm happy to, to share solutions. But then it's like sustainability in general, it's quite a, a big topic. Yeah, I can imagine. And I suppose um, one of my questions, just following on from that then, would be, you know, is, is there any, 
um, businesses you've helped or, or, or any other um, business uh, that, you've, that you've seen how, uh, who has been amazing at sustainability or have you got any case studies or anything like that you can maybe share even from your own um, knowledge uh, from your own customers but is there anything that had, or one company that's really stood out in terms of what they do in terms of sustainability? Oh, there are so many, you know, like it's so exciting. I think this year was this so super exciting uh, for me because I've seen in the last, I think, two years, the industry has changed so much. And uh, right now when I was in, in London at WTM in November, I was amazed just because sustainability was in every uh, corner. So there was no like responsible tourism agenda and group of people, but now it became like really part of the ma mainstream conversation. So there are tons of different examples. I think that um, there are, of course, companies that uh, do a lot in terms of like meeting the minimum criteria, and now it's becoming a standard, and you're not going to impress anyone. Yeah. But definitely, like even from Edinburgh, you have uh, Invisible Cities, mm. uh, which is a social tourism enterprise that uh, hires uh, homeless people with uh, like. Ex who experience homelessness to become a guide yeah. and uh, this model is in many cities but they are just an example of like doing more so creating a shared value and in any business we can find a way to work with our local community and like hire people from from the communities or from the different neighborhoods so there are many now different tourism social enterprises that have this um shared benefit and one of the um, companies that I, I've been on a tour with is uh, Sapa Ochao uh, in Vietnam and the guys there are creating the whole like tours that support the local minority and women from the local minority. They have a school, they have a cafe, so creating the, the, the bond with the local community mm -hmm. is something yeah. that I'm always impressed by. Yeah, that's, that's the sort of stories I love. And uh, you mentioned the Invisible Cities. I'm a huge, huge fan of what they do. Um, I'm actually meeting, full enough, Zakia um, for, yeah. for a coffee soon. So, um, so you know, it's, it's so inspiring. And, and if, if you can help, whether it's homeless people or, or, or other people within your community to you know, bring in jobs and, and, and help them out, even just for training and getting them off the street, I just think it's phenomenal, whether it's in Vietnam or Edinburgh. or It's, it's really inspiring. And I love companies that do that sort of same but I want to say something that like people would say who have like regular business, they would say, oh, this is not for us. Like we are just a business. And of course, I'm not expecting every company to become a social enterprise, but yeah. every company can find an issue, an organization, an initiative that they really feel inspired by and support them. It can be either by donations. That's like the easiest thing that they don't have to really invest any thinking or, or resources, or even um, skill-based volunteering. So having your team, supporting the organization, I don't know, you have a marketing expert on your team, let them spend some hours from their working time to help the organization. And this is also the way how you can create shared uh, value. And it's not like, you know, it's not a rocket science. So you don't have to do like big things. I'm a believer in small steps, mm -hmm. but you can always find like one thing, one topic that moves you either in the your own home country or in the destination that you send tours to. There's always something to do. And I think that people sometimes like at home, they are really good people. They would recycle and 
uh, eliminate plastic from your home, from their home. They would donate money for during Christmas, but when they go to the office, they forget about it. Yeah. So if we aligned our personal values with our business values, then we would do uh, much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I suppose just off that on that topic, there's I know especially here, I you know I'm based in Glasgow in Scotland, so I know here it can be a bit of an issue, but you no, know, there's many businesses in the, the building that we are in uh, who all want to you know do more in terms of recycling and that type of thing, but unfortunately the the local governments etc. The, the, the facilities for it just aren't that great. Um, so, so, so I suppose there's it isn't just the businesses in terms of. Um, tour operators or tourism businesses that can do it. It's, it's, it's getting the actual governments themselves to, to take more note and actually get them to. And I suppose that will come from the many businesses like tourism businesses and other businesses who to all pushing to say, look, we want this and demanding it. And then I suppose they they'll then have to take note and actually do it. But it's it's they're still a little bit behind. I know here they are. I know in other countries they'll be a lot better. But I know here in this country they're a, they're a little bit behind in this sort of thing. So. But uh, but I think UK is like the the home for social entrepreneurship. There oh, are yeah. so many things going on there. So you know, like you're coming from this side on the on the social side. Other other countries like Germany are probably stronger in in terms of the environmental side. But mm -hmm. we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, everyone has their their plus signs and, uh, and minuses. So, um, so I, I, I'm going to give you um, a magic wand or a wish, whatever that would be. Um, and if you were to, if you only had one aspect um, in tourism to make it more sociable, what would it be? And I know that's an open-ended question, but <laughs> if you had a magic wand, what, what would be the one area you would love to solve? Um, oh my God, this is like a, a hard one. I... I... I had some thoughts and I still cannot find the one wish. Um, I'm personally really moved always by, by people. Um, so I think that I would like, I don't know, like I would like the tourism to be in a, a way to um, help people understand each other better. So. Um, use tourism for intercultural exchange and use every opportunity for the tourists to be treated on an equal level as the locals and create the opportunities for both sides to interconnect, regardless whether it's like a, a driver on a bus um, talking to people who are there, like creating human experiences in every aspect of tourism, rather than looking, you know, like, Oh yes, you are my client, and I'm gonna, you know, uh, praise you for for everything. So I think that this cre creating human experiences and treating everyone as a human being. Yeah. We have right now many issues like with the, within the hospitality about like wages and uh, situation of children and uh, human trafficking and so on and sexual abuse. So I would like to eradicate this this mm -hmm. part. And I create more opportunities for people to get to know each other. And I really believe in diversity. And so tourism can be a, a change for, for good in this area. I, I completely agree. And I, I think that's a, a, an outstanding answer, to be honest. No, anything that can bring people together and cultures together and... and stop all the especially I just I don't know whether it's just the, the the climate today in terms of the political climate and everything else it just seems we're going backwards rather than forwards so it's uh, a little bit in my opinion but um hopefully hopefully tourism can help bridge that gap and bring more and more people together like you say so yeah uh, keep your fingers crossed um but I'll, I'll, I'm 
I'm so grateful that, you, that you've taken the time to, to speak to me. I, I really am. Uh, I, know you're, I know you're busy. So, um, so if, if anyone was wanting to know more about sustainable tourism or, or get in touch to, to maybe get training from yourself in this area, where would be the best places to, uh, to contact you on? Um, you can Google me everywhere. I'm the only Anula Galewska in the world, so it's quite easy to, to find me. Um, but I guess that if you are a tour operator specifically, I would uh, invite you to sustainable uh, tourismmadeeasy.com. Uh, I offer online uh, courses for tour operators made easy. So right now I have three courses, a crash course for tour operators, a course that uh, focuses on sustainable products development, and one that is like from zero to hero, if you really want to go deeper into the topic. So you can find out there. And I also offer uh, consulting services and customized workshop. I work with tourism associations. So just get in touch. Uh, you can email me at hey at anulagalewska.com as well. And I'm happy to, to chat with you. Excellent. I appreciate it. And I'll put some of the details up on the, on the, on the screen. Thank or if you. the listeners are listening, obviously, you've just heard the, the details there. Um, so I'll, sometimes I always forget I've got a podcast as well. And I'm always saying, oh, watch, watch the video. And you go, oh, no, no I've got a podcast. <laughs> so uh, but are you, going to, uh, are you going to arrival in Berlin at all this year? Yes, actually, I'm, I'm running a workshop there together with, uh, I hope it's not a spoiler, with Randy from Global Sustainable Tourism Council. Nice. So we're going to have a, a workshop at arrival. So you can meet us there as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm doing a workshop as well, actually. I'm actually doing two, uh, I believe. So um, so that anyone who's not been to Arrival, well, please come along. It's, it's one of the best events it's in the industry. Yeah. And, yeah. and we love you guys from Arrival. Yeah, we do. So, we do. so if you want, <laughs> want to meet Anula in person and talk about sustainability, Arrival is going to be one of the best places to do that. So, Well, Anula, thanks again. I really do appreciate Thank it. Thank you so thanks much. Thanks for taking it the time. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll catch up over a, a glass of wine or something at, at Arrival. I, I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.